Yes, Jesus loves me. Amen. You know, uh, sometimes sermons that I Lord gives me are so organized, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just on my heart, and they're always kind of on my heart, but sometimes more so than others. And it seems like the messy ones, you know, according to man's way of thinking, my way of thinking, are the ones that seem like come away and says, "Wow, God, that was." That was good. And uh, so this is one of those messy ones in my eyes to see what the Lord does with it. Um, you know, I wanted each week to come up with a testimony or two. We had one like that. Susan and I, when we were first uh, wed, married, uh, didn't have you know, a whole lot of money. Yeah, it's the kind of when you had to budget your money and count all every penny and nickel and dime and and uh, and we uh, she made a roast uh, for us it was just the two of us and we put it in a big bowl uh, you know because it had a lot of juice and stuff and so you put it in a big bowl and it sunk to the bottom um, after we were through and then we're digging in there, you know, we'd, each day we'd go in there and dig out some roast and eat it. And, and it wasn't, you know, this big. It was just a normal kind of what, you know, pound or two pound, how big a roast, about like that. And I, I promise you, that was like the roast that would never die. We <laughs> ate on that thing for a week, you know, and the Lord blessed us. And it was, and, it, and we, we'd just dig down there and there was always meat down in that juice. It was all, kept going, kept going. And you asked Susan about this. You ask her about the roast that wouldn't die, you know, and she'll tell you. Uh, uh, you know, it's just because it's because God loves us. He loves us, and I don't know how many other ways to say it. And it's not that I know more than you at, at all. It's just I have the same problem maybe that you would have, and having to express it. And the testimonies of what He's done for us is a great way to express it, saying, "Look how God loves me." And, you know, last week I was talking about the little things, and Mandy shared something uh, on Facebook about, you know, praying for the little things. Remember what you said? He wants to bless us. wants to love on us. Um, I kind of to uh, tore up the Scripture here in, 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 a, in a sense of, of trying to uh, express it, make it more real to my life. Proverbs chapter uh, 3 scripture that all these last few uh, sermons have been about and trusting the Lord well last good night how long have I been talking about trusting the Lord but definitely been preaching about this you know Proverbs 3 chapter what uh, chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 I think and so this is how it's kind of tearing it up uh, to make it more powerful, more real, to see, if, uh, well, to, in my life, to understand it more. That's a better way to put it. Uh, trust the Lord. Looking at it that way. Trust the Lord. That means something to you, doesn't it? Trust the Lord. You know, so uh, when you look at this with our little, our language, you could uh, say that, make it the uh, emphasis on every single word. Trust what he's telling us to do. 
trust, trusting, of uh, 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 knowing who He is, and and knowing that He's with us, and what He says is true, and just having faith in Him. Um, what what would be the difference? What difference does it make for me to say trust the Lord? As uh, the, the emphasis being on the, does it, that make a difference? Why does it make a difference? Specific, right. Uh, those are called articles, aren't they? The V's and the A's and the A's and the... And what if I said, trust a Lord? It's different, isn't it? The Lord is more powerful and it's specific and it's pointing to someone. So, I love the these in the Bible. So, trust the Lord. So now the emphasis is on who we're trusting. So trust the Lord. Definitive. Oh, yeah, I like that even better. Defines it exactly. Definitive, definitive, definitive articles. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Because that, that's, that's even better. Um, I'm glad you made that up. I love having English people in my English majors and stuff. We're we're retiring Nancy and we're handing it over to Mandy. <clears throat> so Nancy, you can rest now. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm going to add and take away. Uh, sorry, Lord. <laughs> Trust with your heart. Now, what does that say? So we got the trust, we'll dwell on that. It's telling you to what to trust, you know, or it's trust with. And it's telling you, again, definitively with what? You're, well, I didn't have added that yet, but <clears throat> with your heart, not your head. Is that a difference? Is there a difference? Anybody wants a difference? What's the difference between trusting with your heart and trusting with your head? Yeah, it's real. This can be fooled, can it? What's the Bible say about doing to your? You can do what to your mind? In uh, in in Romans chapter, renew it. Thank you. I knew. I, I'm sorry. I had the R. I couldn't remember the rest. of it. Renew it. You can renew your mind so that definitely you can do things to that. With your heart is, is stuck there. It's, it's, it's what you believe. Okay, let me move on. So now we'll get to whoever cheated and went ahead. Trust with not only your heart, but all, all of your heart. So now what's the difference between trusting with your heart and trusting with all your heart? Can you trust with some of your heart? I think you can. I think you could love other things. You could trust other things. You can divide out your trust. The Lord says you can't do that. If you're going to trust me, it's going to be all or nothing, right? He said it in so many different ways. Yet let your yes be yes and your no be no. So now he's saying definitively trust with all of your heart. And then so let's put it all together. Trust the Lord with all your heart.
I just I like doing that with the scripture, dividing it up and really seeing what it says and, and instead of just flipping through it. Go to the next one. <clears throat> Basically, it says don't trust yourself. Look, look in your Bible and see what that scripture says. Proverbs chapter 3, is that verse 5 still? Okay. I hadn't turned to it. I got my Bible up here today. Don't trust yourself. Well, that would make sense if you, he asked you to trust the Lord with all your heart, then you, sh- you shouldn't have any room to trust yourself. Okay? But there's a word in there, and this is how I put it. Don't even slightly think about trusting yourself. Not even a little bit. Don't even start. Don't even go there about trusting. Now, what does the scripture say? Don't lean. Do not lean. Do not lean unto your own understanding. And where, where does the understanding come back to in your thinking? What? To your mind, doesn't it? It's not your heart, but your heart can understand in a sense, but what we think of the mind. Don't even slightly think or try to understand uh, a lean on your own understanding. Boy, don't we have trouble with that? Isn't that what happens? We're going through life, and that, 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 that thing in our way is there, the problem, and we start up here. Oh no! What do I? How do I deal with this? God's saying, "Don't even, don't even go there. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Trust the Lord." Okay, the next verse, verse six, acknowledge. Acknowledge. Anybody want to take a stab at, kind of in your brain, what acknowledge means, just by itself? The word recognizes a good word. Recognize. It's a good word. Okay? In your ways. What does in your ways mean? I know what it means to me. And y'all may think this is silly, but this is important. What does it in your ways mean? Your day-to-day activities, what you do, where you're going, you know, your path. You know, whatever you're doing that day. I mean, you get up and you think, okay, today I've got to do this, pay this bill, go here, and I'm having lunch with so-and-so, and da-da-da-da, and we're doing this and doing that, and I'm picking up the kids, and th- those are your ways. Those are your ways. Even in your problems, you think, oh, Lord, you know, I've got to go visit someone to the hospital, I'm, you know, and da-da-da-da, what do we do there, and think about, you know, Duke and, and Preston or Twyla or whatever. Um, so acknowledge, acknowledge, in your ways, acknowledge. In your ways, recognize. Now, recognize what? Acknowledge what? Or who? Acknowledge him. Who's the him? The Lord. The one that was just said, the Lord. Acknowledge him. So now we're putting it together. In your ways, acknowledge him. Now, you need to only do that when it's a spiritual thing, or you need to only do that... It's like the joke that I have told, others have told, or whatever. And somebody says, boy, we really need to pray. And I say, has it come to that? It's so serious that now we need to pray. You know, and it's kind of a joke, but you know why it's funny? Because it's real. It's, it's real a lot of times. When we should have, instead of leaning on our own understanding and all those other things, 
should have in our ways in this particular thing acknowledged him trusted him so what now is that the whole scripture no we're missing a word and it's it's our all word not in just some of your ways but in everyday everyday things the small things the big things Every single day, every second, every minute, and all that we go through and all that we do, we need to, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Why? Does God ever take a vacation from you? Does God ever back away from you? Does God ever turn his back on you? Does God ever stop thinking about you? Uh, Susan wrote a song based on uh, a song based upon a psalm, and, uh, and it talked about Gosh, uh, I wish I could remember it. But it was talking about the sand uh, and how uh, his thoughts are on us. Uh, gosh, like the sand of the sea, or more than the sand of the sea. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't sing it to think of it right now. I, I got the tune. But <clears throat> in that song, and I'll, I'll, I'll look for it, in that psalm, it says, it says that his thoughts to us are like the sand of the sea. They're just, just always on us. God! I, and I can personalize that. Pam, you can personalize that. Isn't that weird how that you can t- personalize it and I can personalize it and say, my God thinks this way about me. And you can say, my God, who's the same God that we believe, he thinks that way about me too. That's amazing. That's That's amazing. You know, we can hardly love one spouse, you know, give our whole heart to one spouse or, you know, things like that. It's, it's, you know, it's like the country song that I have heard before. Trying to love two women is like a ball and chain, you know. <laughs> Isn't that right? I'm, I'm a country guy. Isn't that old one? <laughs> I'm not saying is that not right, but is the song, is the, are the lyrics right? Yeah, I, I, I dare not try to think of the rest of the words, which I kind of remember because I, right off the top of my head, I, that may not be appropriate because I can't, uh, yeah, can't remember why he said that. <laughs> but here we are, you know, uh, all joking aside, you know, we as human beings have a hard time giving all of our love to uh, even just one person. And God says, I give all my love uh, and my thoughts towards you are like the sand of the sea and Pam and Flo, Robbie and Jerry. Every one of us can say that. That's how much he thinks about it. So that's why when we're saying that, in all your ways, acknowledge him because he's involved in what? All your ways. He's wanting to recognize what's already going on. It doesn't make it happen. It's happening, dude. He's there with his thoughts on you and directing, taking care of. I'm telling you what, if we could really land this for longer than, you know, the 30 or so minutes that I'm preaching today, if we could land that and get a hold of that, that he thinks of us all the time like that, that he's there for us in all the ways, that if we trust him with all of our heart, 
you know, that, uh, and not even lean on to understanding and acknowledge him in all your ways, that it gets to the next one. And I broke it down a little bit. It's hard to break this one down, but it says your paths will be straight. Your paths will be straight. Or he will make your paths straight. Or he will make your paths, he will make your paths, he will make your paths, and he'll make your paths straight. What is your path? It's the direction you're going. In all your ways, you're doing something, you have these ideas in the direction you're going, where you're going. Life. Life. The big decisions, the little decisions. You make hundreds of decisions every day. Do you realize that? Hundreds of decisions every day. I'm going to sit here and point that out to you. If you don't agree with me, sit down and think of all the decisions that you make that day. Hundreds of decisions every day. Your mind is an amazing thing that God made. Just driving the car, hundreds of decisions. Now, I'm sorry, but people from Oklahoma make about two decisions when they're driving the car. They don't use all their brain when they're driving the car. <laughs> Where were you born there, Pam? Hey, oh, hallelujah. Texas. Yeah, where were you born, Rick? <laughs> well, that means Oklahoma. <laughs> He's part of those people that don't even, don't even have birthdays and stuff. <laughs> I tease him, Oklahoma's a pretty, pretty state. Uh, but we make hundreds and hundreds of decisions, and here's God. So let's read this scripture uh, together. I know it's going to be a little, little weird with some of us. Some of you can quote it. Um, and, and that last part, he'll make all your paths straight. We'll just read it that way. You can read it the way you want to. So starting with Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Ready? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. You know, the New American Standard says he'll direct your path, or no, he'll make your path straight. There are other ones, I think New King James says he'll direct your paths. Anybody have that in their Bible? And uh, to me, that's a little bit different, a little bit, little bit different, but I have no problem with it. Directing your paths, he will make your paths, and making your paths straight, you know, Lessen the problems, or even if the problems are there. And I was thinking about that. Does, do you have less problems? Is that what he's saying? I don't know that he's necessarily saying that, but when you trust the Lord with all your heart, even if the, the road is crooked and you're having these problems, it's like it's straight because you're trusting him, right? Makes sense? It's like, so what? I'm going to turn right. I have to turn right here. I'll turn right. I'll go left here. That's fine because God's going to take care of me. It's going to be okay. All right. Not feeling faint anymore, so I'll pull the chair back. Um, so that was about 15 minutes of talking so far, right? Uh, I'm not joking. Was that about 15 minutes? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did it seem like? <laughs> Feeling like five minutes. Those of you who are walking in the Spirit and really getting into this, it seemed like five. Those of you that are really listening and stuff like that, it may have been 15. And those of you who are like Robbie, it's like 30 or 45. It's like days and days on end. Sure, I'm glad I have friends that 
understand the unoffendable. What what do you say? What he's what the Oklahoma guy say? The time stops. <laughs> Stand still. It even it even backs up like what Hezekiah asked for. Oh, I I was thinking about this one little thing. I'm I'm still I'm still on the subject. I'm going to change the subjects. I'm not trying to make a long uh, uh, sermon here. But I, this is it may seem silly to you, but I want to show you how silly it's not. Whatever. <laughs> How it isn't. So I have to talk that way for the Oklahoma people. I'm sorry, Rails. <laughs> yep, where do? Did you know that I looked up in our wonderful little Google world or Bing world or whatever little search engine you use in your uh, computer about diets? Diets. Okay, you got that word? Diet. Dieting. I'm not trying to be weird or anything. Diets. And I, because I was thinking, man, there's a lot of diets out there. You know, you go in there and you go to the library. It's a big section in the library and a whole bunch of different books with different ideas, right? Diets. I took a nutrition in class and computer and I was looking at all the different things and they had an idea about how to live healthily, healthily how to live good. <laughs> um... So I uh, got on this one. I said, uh, list, I said, uh, search, like, list of diets. List of diets. And this one had the, the alphabet, A, B, C, D, F, G, da, 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 Z. And you click on the A, and it had the name of a diet. And you click on that, and it would explain about the diet. And boy, I, I, at first I was thinking about giving you lots of examples. And I decided not to do that. All I did was clicked on each one, and I didn't even sit there and count one, two, three. I figured, I counted one of them, and how big my computer screen was, and how many there were from the top of my computer screen to my bottom, to, my, to the bottom of my computer screen. <laughs> that would be pretty far. Anyway, I don't know. Um, so I estimated and went from there because, you know, there were some of them that three, four, five, six, whatever. And so I'm going zoom, 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 and estimating how many. You know, how, uh, how many did I get to? How many diets, approximately, how many diets do, did they list, do you think? Huh? 5,000? 500? No, there you go. You win the little bean counter thing. Uh, there was about, a, there's about 500. About 500 different diets. 500. Now, one of the sites had them categorized. One of them was religious diets. That, um, that was uh, Wikipedia did this, religious diets. And that was interesting. I, I, I'm going to go back and look at that and have the little one or two sentence explanations about the, about the benign this whatever diet or the Latter-day Saint diet or the whatever. You know, just, oh, you, get, you got a religion, there's a diet, you know, to fit that religion. So, I was thinking about diets, and how, how many people have ever said or thought this? Which, I, well, do I need to lose weight? How many ever thought that? Three of you, okay. Oh my gosh. I need to, I need to, I need to go over the Ten Commandments with some of you people. Woo! Man, evil. Um... 
Okay, for you three people that thought I need to lose some weight, it's some time in your life. You know, what's funny is the ones that raise their hand are kind of thin. It must have worked. No. How many of you have thought, I wonder, which diet should I follow? Okay, so you've thought this. Um, you know, there was a diet that was even called this, what would Jesus eat? <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm serious. What would Jesus eat? You know, and when it got on the locust and honey, I just kind of turned that one off. I'm kidding, I wasn't on there, but I don't think. And what was manna made of? They, they kind of think sort of that it was sort of a bready type thing, do you think? Wasn't, it, wasn't that kind of what they're thinking, Ray? Yeah, so, you know, and I think they said it came down like little flakes or something. I don't know how big or small, but I, I thought it was like sort of like potato flakes, you know, when you eat uh, what Susan says, those are fake potatoes. And I said, no, they're real potatoes that they dry, and I like, I like quick potatoes, and she likes to you know, take time in doing it, although she won't get in there and do it. So, <laughs> because she won't get in there and do it, I grab the fake, the, you know, the quick ones. Yes, sir. Food of angels. Okay. Yeah. And God talks about it, about how, which, what a miracle it was. You know. They call it, what is it? Man, I mean, what, what is, what in the, what in the heck is this? I don't know. Let's eat it. So the Lord poured it out every day. You know, you couldn't store it. There's only one time you could store it. Remember what, you know what that was? It was, it was like the, the day before the Sabbath because you couldn't do any work. Couldn't gather up your manna. That was the only time that it didn't get worms. If you tried to store it, it would get worms and get eaten up. I've been having trouble with those little, you know, the little mothy things that fly around. You know what they turn into? You know where they go? They go into your rice and your cereals and all your little stuff, and then you have these little worms. that are, So I pour out my stuff, always looking, you know, like that. And I'm sure I've eaten one, but I can't keep them out of my pantry, little things. So the manna, you couldn't hold it over a day. Why? You had to watch that loud. Trust him every day. Every day you got up, you had to trust that there was going to be manna poured out from heaven on the ground. And then you had to trust him on that day before the Sabbath that this one, this batch, wouldn't get the worms. Isn't that incredible? All that is, is there's stuff that poured out that God feeds you. It's incredible that, that, that it's there, and it's incredible that uh, if you try to save it up, you know, because it's hard trusting God in your flesh. Try to save it up, it gets worms, but on that one day, it doesn't get worms. It's, it's, it's wild. So what diet should I, man, so I'm talking about manna. You know, they probably made banana bread out of it. Yeah. Manicotti. Things like that. I wonder if it was gluten-free. You know, did it, were there too many carbs in that? It was, it was a real high carb. Uh, should we just stick to the diet of the Old Testament? The Old Testament had diet, didn't it, in the law? 
can't eat the ones with the, this kind of hoof and this kind of scales and all this stuff. And you know that there are a lot of people in the earth and Christians who follow that law, that Old Testament bit of nutrition, thinking that uh, that, that must be the best thing for us. And then they, but they skip over the scripture in the New Testament where he said, I blessed everything and eat what you want and whatever. As long as you're grateful, know where it comes from. Uh, so how do we find out what is best for us? How do you find out what's best for you? Do you try it out? And, you know, I, mean, I, I get it. I could go on and on about the different things, especially in my own family, not talking about my mother, but uh, one of my brothers. <laughs> you know, and he, he's just, he's funny about the diets that he gets on and talks about how this is it. I mean, you need to be on this diet. You know, because it's poison to you if you do this other stuff. And, you know, and he's lost 10 pounds. I don't know how many times he's lost 10 pounds on these different diets. Uh, and don't you dare tell him that I said anything for him to, Robbie, if you see my brother's name on this date, do not, do not copy it off until I get a hold of it. It just, I get a kick out of it. But he's, he's not the only one. You know, you get on these diets and you think this one's good for you and, and you know, high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat, high protein, no carb, you know, all this different stuff. Uh, I got on one one time when I finally reached at one point in my life to three, 300 pounds. I said, that's it, I'm, I'm fed up. I was trying to be big all my life. 300 pounds is enough. And so I got on this diet. It was, it was a bodybuilder type guy who owned, still owns uh, a lot of places in Dallas. And he wrote a book about a diet. It was basically, basically, it was like nearly no fat. It was just so low fat. Just, uh, and I didn't realize all the different fat was in some things. And so I went on it, and I lost uh, 80 pounds in eight weeks. It worked. It worked. 80 pounds in eight weeks. And then mysteriously, about, you know, three, four, five, six months later, I started having heart arrhythmias. I started having this thing that the doctors never could find out what it was, and just when they don't know, they call it a virus. <laughs> found that out. And uh, one doctor basically called me a hypochondriac, but um, uh, y'all may, the ones that were here remember it. I, I couldn't come to church for about a month or so because I was so, I'd faint. When my heart would go da -da 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 like that, I'd start passing out. And because uh, you know why? You need fat. You need fat in your, in your body, you know. So, man, which one do we... So I was, I was mulling all this over, and I finally decided to go by this one. And this is another diet, so this is 501, you know, diets. I go by this one. It's called the Trust God Diet. It was first made popular by Daniel, who's written in the Bible, and, and he has a whole book. It was made popular by Daniel. In Daniel chapter 1, you'll read about this. And really the key to Daniel's attitude or diet was his attitude. It said Daniel made up his mind or purposed in his heart. Here's this heart thing again. That he would not defile himself, defile himself with the king's choice food uh, or the wine which he drank. Now to back up and tell the story quickly was the that uh, his people were overtaken, besieged, I guess is how the Bible took it, they were slaves. And at one point, this king said, I want you to find the most handsome, best-looking, strongest guys, boys in Israel. Get me a group of them. And he was going to train them in the language and train them in 
all these things get them beefed up and strong, and Daniel was one of them, and Hananiah and all the other little, we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but that was the Egypt name for them. Hananiah, I know Glenn knows them. Glenn, what are those, what are those names? You remember those names? Ezra and Hananiah, because Glenn told me that. He said, he said, why do we always call them by the Egypt names? And I thought, you know, that's good, because we call Daniel by Daniel, and Daniel's name was, called, was named Belshazzar or something like that. So that was a good point. But you know what? I cannot for the life of me memorize those names. I know, I know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know. And uh, so this king wanted these strong people. He says, you're going to put on this diet, and it was, you know, let's say big beans and meat or something to just fatty whatever and beef them up. And Daniel loved the Lord, trusted the Lord, and didn't want to be defiled by this king who, who took them captive and trusted the Lord. And he, and, and he said he was given favor. God gave favor to, uh, gave him favor in the eyes of the little captain guy who was over his group, those four, Daniel and those other three. And so they, I guess they had little groups of this guy's over these four, this guy's over these four. And God gave favor in the eyes of this guy, and Daniel said, you know, would it be okay if I didn't follow this, and I kind of followed my own diet. And he said, I don't want you going back to the king looking haggard. You know, that's what the Bible actually said, and I don't want you looking, you know, sickly and skinny, you know, while the others look big. And, but the guy says, okay, I'll give you 10 days. And so he went on his own little diet, just trusted the Lord, didn't touch anything the king offered, didn't touch the wine that he offered. And in 10 days, they looked beefier and better than the other guys. And so he let him go ahead and do the whole string of however long it was. I'm not sure, I didn't ever see how long it was, it was a month or two or three, six months or a year or whatever. And after that, when he took him before the king, it said they were not only stronger and better looking and all those things, they were wiser, they were smarter, that, that God blessed them so much because of Daniel's trust and the other three guys' trust, he blessed them and so they were it. So that was the Daniel diet. The Daniel diet was trusting God. And so why can't we, in all of our ways, this is one of the ways, dealing with the health of our body, Trust God to lead us into what to eat, how to eat, how much to eat. Why can't we trust God in that? Why can't we do that? Can we do it? We can. And in little things like that, what is mankind doing to us? Eggs were terrible. Don't eat eggs. Flip along about five years longer. Eggs, the greatest thing on the planet. Eat eggs. Same thing with milk, same thing with butter. Uh, what else? I mean, you know, all these different things. that Bread, they did it with bread. You know, yeah, they're doing it now with the gluten and all this stuff. And I know, don't, don't come to me and say, please don't come to me and say, you know, hey, I found out that I am, I should stay away from gluten and all that stuff. If you found that out, then that's great. But Lord leads you to it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I'm not saying we should all eat the same thing. Obviously, I'm not saying that because it's not working. The Atkins diet is high in protein, isn't it? Real high, uh, eat a lot of meat and stuff and lot, not too big carbs. Isn't that basically it? Who's the guy that's the high carb one? Um, Y'all don't know because you're all about low carbs. 
Yeah, well, before that, it was all the carb thing. And I know there's a diet that uh, diabetic, you people, have to, you know, that it's good to stay on and stuff like that. Well, praise God, you know, if that works for you and that's what the Lord has found out and put into the doctor's brain and stuff, that's good. I'm not saying, please, I'm not saying, you know, don't get off something that works for you, but I'm saying the Lord leads you into these things. And maybe he led you into one of these diets. But I'm saying trust him. Right now, I'm in the put all the books aside, and I'm even putting all the stuff of, of I, I don't care if it says, you know, sugar's bad for you. I go by kind of my spirit. I'm not more spiritual than you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this is where I'm at. I go by kind of where my, what my body, I feel like the Lord, speaks to me and says to do. You know? And what's weird, for about nine months, I craved anything salty. And it was mainly like olives. I was an olive crazy person. Olives, pickles, you know, all those condiments that you put on the thing. I was over there, you know, digging those things out. And I didn't know why. I didn't know, you know, I knew that sometimes for some reason my salt, I, I was interested because I knew it was real salty. And I paid attention to because when the doctor took one of these thousands of blood tests, I noticed my sodium was on the very bottom level and sometimes too low. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Maybe the body knows that and saying, or the Lord, and the Lord obviously knows it. So I trust the Lord to lead me into that. So I am not here proposing to you to do exactly what I'm saying in the sense of what I eat. I'm saying do exactly what I'm saying in all your ways. Acknowledge him and trust him. And let him guide you into whatever he guides you into. If you get a book off the shelf and the Lord goes, bing, and it's a diet and it works for you because the Lord, that's what you needed, that's fine. So y'all follow me? I'm not, I am not saying that diets are bad. I'm saying to not trust the Lord in all your ways is bad. And we need to do it in all these ways, these little bitty things that he cares about. That we have been, what, it, has it gotten frustrating to anybody? You ever been frustrated over diets? Absolutely. You ever been worried about it? You ever been mad? You know, who are you getting mad at? Who, you know, you just sit down and say, well, who am I getting mad at? You know? Acknowledge him in all your ways. He's directing your paths in all your ways. Who are you getting mad at here? The author of the book or the author of this book? So I'm done for today. I wanted to just bring that example out. I'm going to lead you into something else later uh, next week, Lord willing. Um, but I thought, what a great um example here's a person who trusted god in this matter he knew it wasn't uh he knew it wasn't about certain foods that should be eaten or shouldn't be eaten but it was about what god what god did in trusting him in that thing so again fly that little flag in your life when you go home and you something troubles you anything you need to stop for a second and, and say oh flag is flying the little worry flag is flying what is it about? Oh, it's about that. Okay, am I trusting the Lord in that? Well, obviously not, because that worry flag is flying. And then give that to the Lord. Can you live a 
a worry-free life and be at total peace? Can you? Can you? Can you live a worry-free, peaceful life? Some of y'all, you did not answer me because I I think you're not sure that you can. Does God say that you can? Can you? You can. Well, the Dewey is, is, here we go, trust the Lord. So you sit down and say, Lord, here I am in this particular arena. I don't trust you and I want to. And uh, help me get to that place. It could be anything, big or small. As, as silly as diets, which, you know, diets are serious about some people. It's serious with Eddie, you know, talking about his health. Uh, sometimes it's just goofy and funny and all this stuff. I don't like being heavy, you know. Um, but you know what? I'll just trust the Lord. I just trust him. Right now, I'm not on the salt diet. I'm on the ice cream diet. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't, I'm hardly eating at all. My taste buds have changed. Nothing sound, hardly anything sounds good to me except ice cream. I don't know what it is in there, but I'm just going for it. Yeah, yeah, my enchiladas are good. Yes, sir. What, what, what's the wisdom from Oklahoma? Yeah, everything you see, you eat. <laughs> Seafood diet. You know, I lived that for most of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope the Lord blessed you today and that you are a step further in learning in the heart how to trust him in every single thing. Father, thank you for your word that you've given today and just the joy of, of being together and giving out the gospel, hearing the gospel that comes from you, this good news, and the fact that you have offered us right there in front of us peace, total peace, total peace. So help the people to see those flags of worry and to throw those into the fire that you've built for us, that the fire full of love and mercy and grace and things you've already accomplished and conquered. Again, we want to say and offer before your ears uh, Duke and Twyla, Preston and Mrs. Porter, you know, and then all those others on the list. Just remember them, Lord, and what we've said. Amen. The food you're about to eat has been blessed.